nigga Dom. True players, let's go. This that true player shit. We gon' make it live with Big Dom. How they gon' knock true player shit? We gon' take it farther than beyond. This that true player shit. We gon' make it live with Big Dom. How they gon' knock true player shit? We gon' take it farther than beyond. We ain't holdin' no punches. True players, we live, homie, no front and always talk about something. So, taking over, you know that the wait is over. That in your face commentary is fire in the show up. We talk about sports, finance, and relationships. True players, we always playing the greatest hits. 1804, that mean Hades lit. Mother still the true players like baby kicks. A live podcast is hard as hard. What's good, everybody? It's your man Big Dog coming live and at you another True Players podcast with my bro co-host Joey G on this podcast talking about the rules of engagement we've done several episodes in regards to rules of engagement with police with the police and things like that but we want to talk about tonight the Derek Chauvin ruling um, amongst other things we want to talk about the Dante Wright shooting we want to talk about the Makia Bryant shooting as well as the incident that happened this past week in uh, West Hempstead with the shooting at um, the stop shop in West Hempstead as well but I want to introduce to you my co-host Joey G. Joey G's talk to the people. What's going on, peoples? Hey, man, Joey G. We back at it again. Here's another one. <laughs> Definitely another one. It's been a while since we did a live a live podcast with you guys. So we're back. I won't say we're back, but you know, it's by design, things like that. And uh, we want to talk about briefly about the Derek Chauvin ruling in which he was actually found guilty of the murder of George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people have was celebrating about the verdict. Finally, we're moving in a positive direction. But keep I want, to, I want everybody to keep things one thing in, in mind, though. He's still got to be sentenced. Right. And there's a stronger possibility that he could be just sentenced for 12 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? So before we, before we, before we start to celebrate, celebrating, yeah. before we start shedding tears of joy and, and happiness, finally moving to a right, the right direction, let's wait for the sentencing first. Right. Because just because that trial was going on, didn't stop Dante Wright from getting shot. Right. It didn't stop a, 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 an army veteran getting pepper sprayed by a police officer. Nope. You know what I'm saying? It didn't stop Makia Bryant from getting shot and killed. No, it did not. So let's keep that in mind because we, we uh, the problem with, with the problem with us, we like to seem to um, we seem to celebrate um, victories in battles and not and not victories in war. So, you know, what do you want to add to that, Joey G? I mean, you, you hit every point exactly how I would, I would tackle it. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't celebrate too soon. They still got a sentence to do. He still has to be sentenced. Uh, all right. Yes, we've been waiting to hear that somebody was guilty. Okay. An officer was guilty, was found guilty. Okay. Let's get to the sentencing part of it so we can tie the two together and be satisfied with that. I am sure that the family is relieved that the officer was found guilty, but when it comes down to the sentencing, the sentencing is going to make make them either satisfied or feel it was just or feel it was unjust. So let's 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 hold off on the applauses and and celebratory uh, actions at this time. I mean, it's it's too early, too early in the season, Bob. <laughs> I definitely feel on that. And keep in mind one thing: no, no matter what the verdict is, it does not bring back George Floyd. 
No, it does not. Does that bring back Philando Castile? Does that bring back Trayvon uh, no. Martin? It doesn't bring none of those people. It's it's a small victory mm -hmm. in a sea of lives that had been taken away too early from exactly. brothers, brothers, sisters, family, just the family in general and community. Some people, some of them were actually in the community doing some things. So there's that. Absolutely. But you know, you know, you know what I, you know what I heard too, from some, some people who spoke about this um, verdict, they felt that um, Derek Chauvin's uh, guilty, guilty verdict was a, a political, he was made as a political martyr. We, we can look at it in that angle if we want to, if we choose to. Somebody had to go down for it. Somebody had to go down for it. We have a new president in office who's not with the BS. It's apparent he's not with that. So if he have to use his political muscle to make things happen, he's going to do that. What do you say? To quell the people? To, to pacify the people in these situations that are hard? Are you going to make a more more riotous people uh, by going the opposite direction? No, nah, we're going to let them go and and take it from there. Then have National Guard and uh, curfew and martial law take place and all this other stuff. Um, uh, if even if it was politically motivated, I say there was a good reason for it. This is a good time to use that that flexing, if you will. Use that flexing. It's it's needed. It's needed. Uh, I felt this was the right time to flex those muscles. Show them what you got, Biden. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that that is that that is that is cool. That, like I said, it's it's something. It, I mean, it, it's on the video. What's, it is. It's clear. It's clear. It it's a clear case, and it's not just the video though. You have bystanders that were biracial watching this in front of them. Right. There was a bi <laughs> there was a biracial audience watching what you're doing. Right. So you had non nonpartisan people like, yo, you, you you're not gonna lift your knee. That's what we're doing right now. You're exactly. not gonna check his pulse. Right. See if he's okay. No, nah, he's good. We got this. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, bro? On, on the um, deliberations, the uh, the final arguments and stuff like that, this attorney is showing video, 25-minute video. Mm -hmm. Right. He said that in 16 minutes, he did, that he tried to do the right thing because George Floyd was being um, combative, quote-unquote. <clears throat> George Floyd was claustrophobic, and he, and he feared for his life. Right. He was not truly fighting police officers. He was just trying to find a way to breathe, trying to find a way to get out of a situation that was that was putting fear in his heart. And, and fear can make you do a lot of things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But this this attorney of Derek Chauvin saying that he did proper police procedure. But you you talk about the first 16 minutes? What about the last 8 minutes and 42 seconds when he had his knee on his neck? Right. While handcuffed. But we everyone but his lawyers could forget that George Floyd was handcuffed. The entire time, the entire twenty-four and 40, twenty-four minutes and forty-two seconds, George Floyd was handcuffed. Right, that was it. Was uncalled for. 
It was on court. Regardless if he was doing the proper procedure of anything, you ended it on a sour note. Right. Your your proper procedure does not override your <laughs> your dysfunction at the end. Right. It doesn't override that. That's like somebody being totally drunk, blackout, get into a car accident, kill a car full of people. Oh well, I was I was drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> That's my alibi. I was drunk in the situation. No, how many times have it's not gonna fly. It how many times have how many times have that issues work for us when we're in the courtroom, whether we're, we're in the, doing a traffic, we were there for a ticket or anything like that. How many times that that shit work for us? They would throw a thick ass book at us, bro, <laughs> and that shit would come back around and hit us in the back of the head because it was a boomerang. Mm. Just when you thought you were getting away. Bah. Yep. But, you know, during the midst of this trial, we had a situation 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. But a young man by the name of Dante Wright mm-hmm. was murdered on a traffic stop mm-hmm. because he had a, had an air freshener hanging from his rear view mirror. It goes to show you that, you know, certain laws are just asinine to say the least there there's still laws in place that were that were adopted i don't know we'll just say earlier than we were born um that are still in the books that officers do use for these righteous uh stops right for these righteous stops um I let you continue because I want to. I want to <laughs> get to the meat and potatoes. It's not yet. <laughs> no, we haven't got to the meat and potatoes. We haven't got to, to the meat and potatoes. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to warm up to it because I, I just watching the whole incident. But I'm gonna say one thing. Um, I, we knew we had a private conversation about this. This stuff. I felt that um, that I'm gonna tell the people. I felt Dante Wright was partially responsible for his own death. But when when my when my brother Joey talked to me and talked me down, oh yes, Tennessee whiskey, love it. Well, brother Joey, you talk about it. He's like, yeah, I thought, why? I said, listen, the fear that goes on in all of us when the, when the police officer pulls us over is real. And it'll drive us to make the wrong decision. And could possibly either end us, end us, have us end up being viciously hurt or dead. Right. So I changed my thought process in regards to that because, you know, yeah, he had warrants on him. He had warrants on him, of course. By the same time, he was pulled over for, like I said, an air freshener. Air freshener is mirror. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of this entire podcast right now about this situation. This police officer yelled, Taser, Taser. But she had a handgun in her hand. Right. Now, this is, a, this, is supposed to be, this is supposedly a police officer with 26 years of experience who at that moment, did, did not know the difference between the weight of a taser and the weight of a handgun. Right. Joey G, please let me, please add to this. I, I don't really want to say a word to this. I, I, had to, I had to rewind the video. I think I re- rewinded it about 10 times when they showed her saying taser on her body cam. 
I rewinded it 10 times because her partner, which was mm-hmm. standing to the right of her, mm-hmm. clearly visible his taser on his left side. Right. His dominant side, the right. Mm-hmm. The hand she was holding the taser in, supposedly, her right hand. Mm-hmm. She didn't reach across her body where her taser was. Nope. She, she reached on the right hand side, which is her holster side, for her weapon. Her firearm and her training kicked in. Mm-hmm. She said taser, but I clearly and visibly seen. Her pistol. Right. I clearly seen her pistol. And so did, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Dante Wright. Dante Wright, because he balled up. Mm-hmm. If you rewind it, you look back, he balled up. He knew what was coming. Right. He knew what was coming. That is not a taser. The other cop that was there blocked the view of Dante Wright's face. You didn't see no top. You didn't see nothing. You didn't see a reaction. You seen a body there. But she made sure to tap him with the gun twice before she pulled the trigger. Nobody seen that. More than more than enough enough time to know that if she had an actual pistol in her hand and not a more than enough enough time to know that. Now, I'm gonna rewind because she has 26 years of uh, experience on the force. Right. I'm basing it. I'm basing my assessment of the situation mm-hmm. on being trained in the army and being trained as a corrections officer. I have two under my belt. From my perspective, when you're being trained, you put your pieces on you. You know exactly what's on your belt. You're trained to take them off, put them back. It's in the military, this, in the military, they have a preparatory command and a reg- and a regular command. The preparatory, you're prepping. You you know where it's at. One, two, you're there. Three, put it back. So on this side, maybe one. The other one, maybe two. You know the difference because you put it there. Right. Uh, you can't give me that argument. Any other police officer will won't argue that fact. They won't argue that. In training, you do it. You every morning you put it on. You put your exactly. belt on. Exactly. And you tap it. Okay, got my be- I got my gun. I got my cuffs. I got my taser. Everything seems in order. You go out there and you forget. Twenty six years and you forget. <laughs> I think maybe she was dyslexic because she said taser and we seen gun. You had a better chance of saying that. 
26 but, years on the force. You know, what it, know what it is, bro? I feel that every cop that was in that situation should be brought up on charges. Let me tell you why. This incident could have been prevented. It could have been had, prevented. Had the other doc, other cops stepped and said, no, you have a handgun. The taser's still on your, on your holster. Put the gun down and just, or, or the other cops should step in and just tase them. He was within. He was, he was within within close distance to do that. He was closer distance. He had he had more uh, of a body to to actually um, restrain him. Mm-hmm. He had the body to restrain him. Why did mm-hmm. you give it to somebody else who doesn't have that? She's on the outside. Just cover me. That's all you have to do. Right. If you have to reach for your firearm, cover me. If it gets hectic, you do what you got to do, but I'm going to try to handle this myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel a one-on-one situation should have worked in that situation. Right. Could attack him. You had to wrestle him to the ground, all of that, because he was scared. I get it. Listen. Him, him going back into the vehicle is enough to be like, oh, shit, something's about to go down. You don't know. Right. You don't know. I don't fault him for doing that. What I fault them for, which is something that should have been common sense, is where you're reaching. Mm-hmm. You had it in your hand. You looked at it because mm-hmm. you have to aim it. Right. You had time to take the safety off, too. You had time to take the safety off. I don't believe a taser has a safety. I don't think so I'm pretty sure underneath there's some more cartridges mm-hmm. to reconnect. Right. I'm pretty sure you know the difference between black and yellow. I'm pretty sure. And I'm based that off of all the situations we've seen. Unless she's not a friend of Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> the, the, this is this is the situation. I, I'm having a hard, I'm having a hard, hard, hard time believing what this bullshit this lady was trying to say. This all no. trying to say. Like she, I said, she stepped down. The chief of police stepped down, as they should have. They both know that was bullshit. No, you do not deserve to be police officers on the force. Get the fuck out of here. Let the law back back that situation up by giving you a charge and for the chief of police who wanted to sit there and 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 back his fellow officer in that situation i hope you get brought up on charges too how about that listen she can't she can't she can't get no damn manslaughter charge on this she gotta get murder one murder two that, that there's no way i would love to be in the courtroom just to hear uh uh the legal defense on that I want to be present in the courtroom, right next to him. Like, really? That's what that's what you're going with? She's on. She's on. She's on video too. Come on. Ten miles away. Ten miles away. While there's, a trial is going on for another 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 police uh, murder of a civilian. Let me let me explain something to you. If if by your admission, your own admission, you thought those two words, you thought. That was your taser. That's what you're going with? 
you thought that was your taser. So you also had time to assess the situation and think this is a misdemeanor charge. You couldn't have de-escalated the situation. You had time to think. You thought, right? Let's go with that. You had time to think about the situation. You had time to think about what you were going to do in that situation. You had time to react to that situation accordingly. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't execute properly. In my opinion, you, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't agree with your thinking methods. I don't. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me challenge and say something. Is it she thought or she chose? Hey, hey, we're, we're going with what, what she said, right? She said she thought. But we know she chose. Mm-hmm. She already had a defense ready. She had a defense ready on camera to, uh, to be recorded when she pulled that trigger. She said, <laughs> Oh, I think I shot him. Bitch, you shot him. <laughs> There's no mistaking a pop. <laughs> There's no mistaking a pop. Did you see the other officers' faces? In the video, they were like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but no, what, the cop across from her on the uh-huh. other side of the car that was just walking up. Mm-hmm. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> this is supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. Was the look on his face. Mm-hmm. It's a misdemeanor. What the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I shot him. Bitch, what? <laughs> that dude turned so pale they became Casper. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those people that I, I try to be very observant when it comes down to these situations. I don't want I don't want anybody that I know or anybody, regardless of anybody, to be in these in these type of situations. I don't want I don't want because I can't think of an out. I can't think of it now. I can't I can't put myself in the victim's shoes and think of it now in that situation. And that's what I find myself doing most of the time. I try to do it for both sides to see, okay, if you were in this situation, how would you handle it? Okay, you have protocols, you have this, that, and the third, you have a backup, and this, that, and the third. How would you handle it? How would you assess the situation walking into it? You get called over the radio. You hear the you hear the code on the radio. Of course, it's a warrant. Okay, I have to take him into custody. You already know that. De-escalate the situation. Absolutely. You already know the kid's young. Yeah. He stopped. Mm-hmm. He got out the car. Allowed you to do what you was doing when <laughs> when he, he got realized. It. Go ahead. He didn't have to get up. The, he didn't you, have to traffic get did not have to get out the car. He did not. But later on, they said something about a license plate or whatever. Or was... No, that was the other one. That's, that's a different story. Sorry. That's a different story. We're getting to that. And plus, he's 20 years old. He's not a, He's not as experienced in life and how to handle No. What do you expect everybody... 
everybody's supposed to understand you want if you want people to un, to react in the manner that you expect them to react teach them how to react to your situation exactly not many well in my situation growing up my father was hard mm -hmm. there's certain people that will address me a certain way and i will flash back to that that's my ps <laughs> my ptsd mm -hmm. that for me right i snap sometimes what the fuck right. you just said to me like you might want to tone it down a little bit there's a reaction that i have it's either that or i turn either froze or i i become combative mm -hmm. maybe in body language i get more aggressive right. i'm a grown-ass man dog <laughs> <laughs> talk to me any kind of way right right but understanding the situation being seeing a police officer understanding that he has a gun and a taser those are two things i don't want to test no the taser i could try to tell i could try to taste that if i mm -hmm. wanted to but do i really want to go through that i escaped no. that this is like a this is about this is like back in the day when your parents about to beat you i could catch that belt mm -hmm. but you don't know what's coming after that oh that's what we doing now <laughs> let me let me explain something to you bro about these tasers. a lot of people don't understand about tasers. you know um, i work in a hospital so when one one of the patients came in they got tased by accident if you see the holes in in the abdomen from the taser shot, mm -hmm. they had to pull that shit, pull that shit out of the abdomen. Mm -hmm. Deep. Tasers ain't nothing to fuck with. What is it? About an inch? inch about an inch, inch and a half. Inch, inch, inch and a half. That shit ain't nothing to fuck with. First. Of all. And <laughs> it has prongs that deploy. Exactly. There's so a prongs deploy. And then, and then you get and you get zapped with electricity, right? You know what I'm saying? But let me explain something. To, let me explain something to something to you. Explain something to the people out there. And uh, Dante Wright was 20 years old. He was. He leaves a son. Uh, leaves a child behind. Another child in the back community without a father. Right. Because of senseless, mindless um, um, preparation. In regards to a simple situation by a police officer, that could have been de-escalated. Well, that's that seems to be the issue. There's no more. There's no such as the de-escalation. De it's called let's shoot somebody. It's, you know, I, I'm. I was wrestling with this since you brought this um, situation up with me. I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch any video. I didn't watch any any news coverage of this at all. Today, I watched it. My emotions overtook me. And I had to keep my family at a distance because my, my, my emotions were raw on the situation. Like, I was really upset about that. It's almost like... Um, 
because I'm thinking about family members. I'm thinking about friends that could have been in that situation. I'm thinking about myself in the situations that I've been in. And you don't, I'm getting tired of hearing excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of that. I don't want to hear excuses. Own it. Mm-hmm. But get some consequences on the situation. Mm-hmm. You have to get some consequences in that situation. If you're telling me all the beatings that I took when I was a child for doing the stuff that I did, consequences didn't mean nothing. What was the point? Facts. What's the point of all of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's willy-nilly. It, it might as well be like the Wild West. That's what I was getting to. It might as well be like the Wild West, wanted dead or alive. So you tell me warrant, it's associated with dead or alive. I mean, that's how they did it back in the day. I don't hear right now. I don't hear any too much difference between the two. Only when you have somebody reflective of your skin color, can you actually relate to that person that you'll try and then you go overboard on fucking trying when they could take you on a fucking highway speed chase on the fucking vehicle and you still haven't pulled out your gun. Took him away on a fucking vehicle. Get out the car. Please get out the car. I don't want to shoot you. Get out the car. Took him on a fucking ride. SUV. By the way, what, what, what was the color of that, of that perpetrator? Caucasian. It was a Caucasian male. Of course. I'm not. I, I'm trying in my. I'm trying to be honest with you, bro. I'm trying to leave the race card out of the situation, but it's so fucking hard to do. It's so hard to do. And I have white friends. I have I have friends of all nationalities. Who are police officers as well. Who are police officers as well, but they're fucking cool as fuck. Exactly. They're cool as fuck and they see it how we see it. And the thing is, the thing is too, the thing is too, bro, I mentioned on, on our previous Rules of Engagement podcasts and stuff like that. There was an instance, Dylan Roof shoots up people in the church. Was able to get, well, was able to go to a Burger King or a McDonald's to get a supersized, um, supersized meal. The dude that, that put, the, the dude that bombed that in 2015, bombed New Jersey. And bombed um, New York, and I think on, on on the um Lower West Side, I think on Fifth Avenue, who was shooting at cops, was able to see a court date. Right. We had Eric Garner, who was selling Lucy's, get choked out and die. Right. Cigarettes. Selling Lucy's. Right. And um, who else? Fernando Fernando Castillo, the regular traffic stop, get shot and killed. Something that should be cut dry. Cut take and dry. it. Be on your fucking way. But you know what? You know what, bro? Even even New York, I, I'll tell you, I, I think I mentioned on the previous podcast about my issue with the traffic stop in, in the village close by to where we where we live at, which they have their own police department, in which the police officer pulls me over for speeding. Mm-hmm. And as he as he approaches my car on the passenger side, mm-hmm. 
I observe him through my passenger side side mirror, reaching for his gun and literally taking safety off his gun as he's approaching my car. Off a, off a so-called speeding violation, right? Because he couldn't give me a radar. He couldn't give me a radar report. He mentioned about the winds on my on my side mirrors, whatever that, whatever excuse he used. Said I, I observed my speeding, mm-hmm. but it's whatever. Mind you, he rear-ended me. He, he tapped my, my my rear end as he was pulling me over. So that in itself, he's trying to entice the situation, entice my anger. But luckily for me, with, with my experience and what we observed through the news from previous issues between the people of our ilk against the police department, my main objective was to make to ensure that I was able to go home. Right. It's, it's, so, it's sad that we have to think of that matter. However, I was furious, and I saw the fear when he came into my car. Because he knew he knew he was wrong, but he had a badge so he could hide behind his badge. He can justify what he did. Exactly. That's what it is. This is another podcast. I'm going to tell you integrity mm-hmm. is a podcast all to itself. And exactly. In- integrity is, is all to itself. If he had integrity, there would not be an issue. There would not be an issue. I'm sorry. I got aggressive with you. My fault. I thought you were speeding. Let me tell you why I pulled you over. Blah, 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 blah. In that situation, you could de-escalate the situation. But if you're being aggressive out the gate and then you catch yourself, oh, shit, I'm at work. He's not my wife. My bad. You catch yourself because people go through shit. I don't know what's going on in his life. We don't know. Had a bad, frustrating week. He could be going through a divorce, frustrated, whatever the case may be. He could be had that and take it to work and then use that in his work mode. I've caught myself doing that a couple of times where I was mad about something else, but I took it out in that situation and other people around me got caught in that. They caught in the crossfire. What's wrong with you? They got caught in the crossfire. I get that. But you're a professional, just like a CDL driver. You're professional. You're held at a different standard. You're held at a, at a different standard. You were licensed to carry. You were licensed and trained as a public defender. For my safety, the person that is supposed to be giving me or, or supposed to be my safety personnel is making me feel unsafe right now. So who do I turn to in these situations? Now I have to turn it into some type of fucking <laughs> hostage negotiator with myself. What we're going to do is this. We're going to try to do this and see if this works to try to keep the situation calm. Why do we have to be on the balls of our feet all the fucking time? Why do we have to do that? Why do I have to fucking think for you? There may be a day you catch me off. I'm having a bad day. 
You're just looking for an excuse. Exactly. We we know that this bro what 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 these what these what these people don't understand because all all these situations happen, all these all these senseless killings that's happening is also adding to our PTSD of these. Each Not just us, the kids. The kids. The kids coming up right now because they're watching this shit on the news. They're watching it. They're hearing from their parents. They're hearing how their parents are reacting to it. All of that. I can't. I can't really. I get how it is. But how am I supposed to explain it to my son? How am I supposed to explain it to my son? How am I supposed to explain it to my nephew? Mm-hmm. How do I, am I supposed to explain it to my my uh, my wife's son? If we have to get into these conversations, you know what I mean? How do I explain that? It's tough to explain, but you but things as a, as a parent, you have to explain it to you have to you have to explain it to in order, in order for them to be prepared for that situation if it does arrive with them. That's the key. I mean, even my explain, I'm talking about explaining the aftermath, watching the aftermath that we've seen with George Floyd and all the others. I'm talking about that, that aspect of it, as far as prep, prepping them. It's a conversation that every family of minority, every minority family should be having with their kids, especially the males. Absolutely. And if you have a female, don't think she's exempt either. Oh they no! That, that they need to have that conversation too, and it has to be extended to the person that they're with, especially if that other person is fucking driving. If they're in charge of the situation, as far as getting pulled over, you don't want to put have your son or daughter in a situation where they're they're looking at the driver like, "Yo, what the fuck is wrong with you?" And their life is in jeopardy because they want to open their mouth and say something slick. Mm. Not everybody's a fucking lawyer. Stop stop with that bullshit. No. Stop with the bullshit. There's only certain people that get away with it, and we already know who they are. Oh yeah. We know who they are. Oh, you feel you feel that you you know the law and everything like that? Good. Grab the fucking badge number, their their car number, all of that, the time and date, and the fucking place you were at. Call it on dispatch or call nine one one so you have a fucking recording of that shit. Mm-hmm. Then when you want to lawyer up and everything like that, that's when you throw the fucking book. Don't do it on the spot, cause I, <laughs> uh, if it was me and I was fucking escalating into the situation, I have to pull my gun on you. Really? Let's take it back in a day. Oh, you're gonna talk? That's what that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Let me take care of two problems at one time. I have the law back in me. Who do you have in this situation? It's an ugly side, but you have to see it to believe it. There's two two sides to every person. Two. Mm -hmm. There's two sides to every person. Fuck the devil and, 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 and all of that shit. There's two sides of people. There's a good side to you, and there's a bad side to you, just because of the decisions that you make. Exactly. Now, if you accept both of those and try to live in a in a in a certain manner, I have nothing to say about that. 
But if we're going to stray to one side or the other, expect there to be consequences in those situations. Preach on expect it. it. Preach it. Preach on it. Expect it. It's coming one way or another. Call it karma. Call it what you will. Call it the Lord, call it the Lord's will if you if if that's what makes you comfortable. It's coming back, and when it comes back, it's going to be least expected. Listen, karma is coming. It's karma is coming for all the evil things that has that has been done in this world since the beginning of time. You and I both know that. A lot of people do know that, and it's coming. And um, just I just ask those people who have those thoughts in their heads, God bless you. That's all I'm saying. God bless you. But I want to segue to another situation in regards to a police officer. Yeah. And my brother, uh, you served in the military. Uh-huh. I have a cousin who served in the military. Mm-hmm. This situation pissed me the fuck off. How do you... Let me let me correct you on this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say that I served in the military. Okay. I can't say that. Okay. I trained... In the military i was yeah. trained in the military mm-hmm. out of respect for the veterans and those who enlisted and finished their terms in their uh, terms of service that's the way i have to word that okay uh, but continue i'm sorry we observe this officer now mind you this oh this is situation situation between two latino men okay it's not a white cop versus a Latino. It's not a white cop versus black cop. It's a Latino versus Latino mm-hmm. situation. Officer Joe Gutierrez, pepper sprays. Lieutenant Karen Nazario, mm-hmm. with pepper spray. He pulled him over because of his um, paper license. The, um, the lieutenant just purchased that vehicle. And he didn't have a he didn't have a regular license, so he had the paper tag. Paper tag, exactly. He was pulled over for that. That in itself, we all know when you purchase a vehicle out of state, you're gonna have a paper a paper tag. Right. So that's known. It's known. However, this is a situation of why a lot of police shootings happen. It's, it's, it's on this three letter word, plain and simple. And this situation was a pure evidence of that situation, which is fucking ego. Mm. This situation happened because the police officer tried to try to flex his ego, and all he did was expose his weak ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tell people, I understand that there are some military guys who can be very cocky, things like that. I've been there. Right. I've been there with a Marine at a strip club close by to my house in which we almost we and to the point that the bouncer who was also a former marine told that marine told that marine to leave me alone to the point he told him to leave me alone because the this bouncer knew my uncle he served the Vietnam with my uncle mm-hmm. said the dude he told the marine this kid no shit mm-hmm. don't fuck with him leave it alone leave him alone but you know, like I said, he got cocky. We understand military can be military people could be cocky. But in in this instance, in this video, Lieutenant Karen, Lieutenant um, 
Karen, Karen Nazario was being compliant, was asking questions. From the beginning. You know From the beginning. He wasn't belligerent. He wasn't cocky. He didn't have an attitude. Things like that. The only person to add to was Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. You're trying to, how are you going to try to bully a military? You're just, you're just a street cop. Do you realize the military are trained on restraint and de-escalation to the exponential level? Because we have to. We have to because we're waiting for a command. Exactly. We can't pull, we can't draw weapons ourselves mm-hmm. until we're fired upon. Until we're fired upon. Imagine the restraint that ha- that you have to have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I got to call at 9 o'clock at night, but it's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but think about it for a second. I spoke to my cousin about this. He's he served in the military for over 20 years mm-hmm. and did private contracts over 20 years. You know him very well, brother. I, I, I had to hit him up right away. I wish I should have talked. I wish I could have. I wish I could have had him on the podcast explain what he's trained to do. But what he told me through our conversation was that we only we are only trained to shoot when we're fired upon. Right. But my thing is, bro, you trained in the military. I would love to have him on the military. What would have happened if Joe Gutierrez mm-hmm. was fired, by the way, after that incident? Of course, as he should be. Of course, met up with a military, with a, with a, a former, with a guy who was in the military who suffered some dramatic PTSD. What would, have hap- what would have happened to him and his partner on that situation? He would have been treated like a combatant. And not for nothing, he would have had the military on his side. First of all, when you're pulling somebody over in the, in a military uniform, understand they're property of the government. That's a high rank. He outranked that officer. Mm-hmm. He was complying to the state mm-hmm. at a at a as a courtesy, honestly. <laughs> I don't know where he was, where he was going. But if he wanted to, he could literally drive back onto the base. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing he could do about it. Because he has no jurisdiction there. You would have to talk to the military police, and the military police will have to inform you. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Go through the chain of command and all of that. What he did... Uh, in my opinion, he did everything in proper context. Something that I probably would have done. Um, try to find out what's going on and everything like that. Try to de- de-escalate the situation if I can. Just by talking, communicating, asking mm-hmm. questions. Um, in those situations, I have no problem doing that. That's not a, um, that's not a social call. It's more of a, a business, like, what's your intention? Like, what's going on? Those situations, I'm really uh, astute to. I'm good at those. Get a little emotional involved, that's a whole different ballgame. But I'm pretty good in this area. This is my area. 
Exactly. I, w- I want to know what's going on. I want to know your intention. I want to I want to read the situation properly, because yeah. if I have to make uh, educated guess on the situation, an assessment of the situation, and I have to act accordingly, then it is what it is, and I have to um, allow the situation to play out and just deal with the consequences afterwards but i'm going to assess the situation as best as i can yes you should i think everyone needs to assess the situation the best way they can you know what i'm saying if it's to protect your life or, or, or what have you that is very that's very important um but my, my thing is so um the whole situation it made me feel bad because these guys going to other other countries, risking their lives. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is how they get treated. Right. No because person, of ego. No person in uniform should be treated in that manner. You've yeah. seen the uniform. Mm-hmm. Respect it. Mm-hmm. He respected you. Exactly. He respected you. Sir, what's the problem? Even tone. He wasn't belligerent. What the fuck you want? He wasn't there. But you know, you know what the funny part is, bro? He had to ask the army officer what was his rank. The minute he said he was a second lieutenant, he got even angrier at the dude. Right, because he outranked him. He knew that. He knew that. And, and as, you said, as you said, it was an ego thing. Mm-hmm. It was an ego thing. Us Hispanics, we do have that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure us us Islanders in a in a conglomerate, we mm-hmm. have that. Yep, tons of it. There's some there's some of us that have a, a a machismo about us, where it's like I can't see you doing better than me, so I have to flex a little bit more to show you who I am and where I come from. Well, you know, it, it, it was set up so perfectly. She had a brand new 2021 uh, Chevy Suburban. <laughs> and he's a second, second lieutenant in the army. And yeah. You know, you know what? He should, <laughs> that song, is that, um, is that Rihanna? Shining, 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 shine. Everybody shining. Or is that Beyonce? Uh, it was what I think it was Rihanna. I believe it was Rihanna. <laughs> Everybody. <it> was, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, this this like I said, this is a situation. As, as we go, we're going to wrap up part one, ladies and gentlemen, of the podcast. We're going to take a fifteen minute break, come back, and finish off the rest of the podcast. Um, but as we segue to Makia Makia Bryant situation and um, the shooting in West Hampstead. But we're gonna finish off this part with um, with the situation at hand with, with that situation with Gutierrez. He was probably fired as Jesse So. And keep in mind one thing. Mm-hmm. You go against the military, Gutierrez Gutierrez is finished. He's done. He's done. That man will that man will be blackballed from every single job he would apply for. Mm-hmm. He can't but he can't work, he probably won't even be able to work at UPS. 
the thing is that be careful who you fuck with. I have that experience. (laughs) (laughs) And I only think because of my maturity Mm -hmm. now and the way I've turned things around, it's it's seen. Mm -hmm. So doors were opened. Because I pissed some high-ranking people off. (laughs) (laughs) I pissed some high-ranking people off. But I, I, I did my time. I did my time. Uh, I made my penance with that situation, with those situations. Uh, I'm not through, but I'm not through. Uh, but I've learned to be humble. I've learned to be patient. I've learned to try to... Uh, assess the situation more than mm-hmm. go off of instinct. I was a young kid, a young kid that went off of instinct. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for that. I had an adventurous spirit, so I was looking for that that tough road because that's where the adventure was. But as I got older, I realized the easier way is a little bit better. It's faster to um, climb with these type of shortcuts. True. I only say that because with these situations, it's relatable in the matter of some of these officers are not at that stage yet where they can look at the bigger picture where they can see both sides of it and in the situation. Yeah, a rational mind on the sideline could sit there and we could think, oh, if I was in that situation, I would have handled it. A trained mind that's been in training would be like, this is the way I handle it in that situation. Somebody who has the experience I use the 26 years of experience in this situation mm-hmm. and hopefully they matured into into their career. Mm-hmm. You utilize both of those aspects and you should have a sound officer on scene. As I'm roll as I'm coming up to the vehicle, I'm assessing the situation. I'm assessing the body language, I'm assessing the movement, I'm assessing how they're reacting the environment that they're creating Mm -hmm. before i make my judgment my my decision on how to execute this i'm gonna try to go by the book i'm gonna try to go by the book that's my main concern we both got to get home safely let's let's treat this like a cut and dry situation so we can get out of here I'm not coming there with a uh, vendetta. I shouldn't be coming there with a vendetta. I shouldn't be coming there with, oh, this shit's going to go wrong. You're putting that in the atmosphere. You're creating that for yourself. True. You're creating that. Nervous energy is going to create more nervous energy. Absolutely. Um, These officers in these situations, they could have acted better. 
in those situations. Minority on minority, mm -hmm. those officers, I think they should have a little bit more, more of a, more assessment, not just decorum, more of an assessment when they're, when they're brought into the police off police training, they have PTSD. They have it coming in. They have it. They need to be assessed more, more so than their, their colleagues or if not the same as, I don't know how that works, but I'm, I'm judging it off the fact that we as minorities, we don't trust one another the way we should. That's one. Number two, when we see another minority doing better than us, there's some of us that want to make themselves feel better by putting the other person down. That's, that's true. It's very true. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, the only way that I feel like you can do that is by doing your job. Not by downing a person. If you're doing your job and you're doing everything right, it's going to show in your your work, your work ethic, right. uh, what you assess, how your family's family is, how you treat your wife, how you treat your kids, how you dress, your appearance, how you talk to people. All of that. True. Sure. We had to learn that as minorities growing up because we were, we were held at a higher standard. We're supposed to act this way. Right. We're supposed to act this way. Our counterparts are not so much. Our counterparts, not so much because they don't have that accountability. Our counterparts don't, don't have that accountability that we have. We're accountable for our actions. We're held accountable for our actions. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. We're held accountable for our actions, and, and it shows. Shows you big were, time. You were outside after dark. Why are you here? Uh, <laughs> let's, be, let's be real, bro. Listen, that's a whole other podcast. I, I can tell you, I can tell you experiences that, that I've seen on my own, unexperienced, especially with when people of minorities driving very nice cars in neighborhoods and stuff like that. How they always get pulled over and get harassed and stuff like that, especially with the situation with, with how the cops are reacting to situations. But every time they, they encounter us, they encounter us with, with, with the guns, with the safety off and the bullet in the chamber ready to pull. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a legitimate situation. I've seen a minority cop do that. He did it to me too. Now the messed up part about this whole situation, he blinded me with his fucking high beams. Oh yeah. As he's walking up on my passenger side, I'm expecting him driver's side. That's what I've been taught. Right. Not down south. <laughs> you try, you try to do sneak, the sneak sneak on you. The sneaky sneaky. <laughs> Very sneaky, sir. Very sneaky. Absolutely. So, bro, I mean, I was gonna take I was gonna take a little 15 minute break to. to finish off, but we're going we're gonna to go, we're go straight through and talk about the Makia Bryant situation. Alright, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? I, we, during this trial with, uh, with um, Derek Chauvin, we had two two deaths, 
two minority deaths. We had Dante Wright. Yeah, Dante Wright and um, and Makia Bryant who got killed. The situation where she called the police. I'm about, I'm about to piss off some people about the situation, so get ready. Okay. She called the police for assistance, and then when the police arrived, according to the story and the body cam, the two girls she was having an issue with. So happy to be um, former foster children of, of the foster that she lives in right now, which they made a complaint about. They made a complaint towards her about why the house is dirty. How come the house is dirty? Now, if you call the police officer to to um, help the escalate situation, why are you in turn grabbing a knife and charging at somebody with a knife? People make, people, people make excuses for her because she's a young, she's a teenager and things like that. But this is something that, bro, we grew up in Uniondale. We really do. We, 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 knew, we knew at 10 years old not to rush somebody with a fucking weapon with a cop right there looking at us. Okay. So that post that was put on Facebook with the picture, what you all had... You had uh, two seconds to react. What do you do? Right. Was that the that was that's what you're getting there, right? That yeah, that's what I'm getting. That was the scene. That was the scene. However, this is where the cop was wrong. Did he have to shoot to kill or shoot to disarm? That's where the cop is wrong. It should be brought up on charges. Uh, it's a gray area. I get what you're saying. It's a gray area because. Um, from a cop standpoint, looking at the situation, assessing the safety of that individual is more present at this moment. That's a weapon that can cause that person to lose their life. I'm here present witnessing this. I have to stop the situation by enemy means necessary. Now, training wise, I'm going to have to shoot with intent mm-hmm. to stop this person. Right. Now, it, everybody has the argument of, oh, you could shoot him in the arm, you could shoot him in the leg and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, it's such a small target mm-hmm. that few officers can actually hit that small target and not hit a bystander or miss miss their target, hit somebody else. Center mass, a body has more of a square, a square look in your sight, your line of sight. It's easy to make contact with that. Can you adjust? A little bit, maybe, to to hit something other than mm-hmm. you could, but these are seconds in your mind, milliseconds that are going at the rate that this is happening. I don't make excuses for the officer. I'm just painting a picture so people can understand the perspective that they're looking at from the eyes of the officer. I don't like to be in that point of view. I don't want to be 
in that point of view. Please don't put me in that point of view. I'm going to try my damnedest for that person not to get hurt and try not to hurt this individual that feels like it's necessary to do this. Mm-hmm. But that's total intent. Mm-hmm. To see the swing back, the drawback, you know the intent. Bodily harm or worse. Mm-hmm. It's justifiable for me to take the shot. Put the person down. Control the situation. And then take it from that point. As a young-minded person, they don't think about the consequences of the action while they're doing what they're doing. This is what I just finished saying not too long ago. We go off an impulse. Right now, the emotion that I'm feeling right now. We're not thinking about the consequences of the actions right now. We're thinking about the satisfaction of taking care of this right now. We're not thinking of, oh, the consequence of this action. Is Dante right? You said earlier? Yeah. In the car? Mm Mm-hmm. He understood he had a warrant for his rest. He could have been shook. Mm-hmm. Him jumping in the car was a mistake mm-hmm. that cost him his life. Because any person mm-hmm. with a firearm seeing another person jump into a vehicle not knowing what they're reaching for will assume the worst. This could be an altercation. We're fighting. All of a sudden, I got you restrained. You jump in your vehicle. It looks like you're reaching for something. I so happen to have a firearm. I'm pulling out my weapon, and it is what it is. Not taking it on the cop side. This is from a a street point of view. What would you do in a situation? My life carries more meaning to yours at this moment. I feel like my life is in jeopardy. Oh, but Joe, you saying that's like the stand your ground thing. Yeah, no. Put yourself in the fucking shoes and tell me how you would react in that situation. Tell me you wouldn't think the worst. Of course. To experience. But what you what you see what you've seen over and over repetition. Right. You've seen repetition. This usually happens. You were in your training, you've seen videos that show the worst. Mm-hmm. They didn't show you the good outcomes. They showed you the worst. Don't put yourself in this position. Don't put yourself in this position. It so happens that the person that they're viewing on the screen is of minority descent, whatever the case may be, that Mm -hmm. they're watching. This incident happens. So that stains a picture where their PTSD kicks in. It's a reminder when you get on scene, uh, you're a little bit more aggravated. You're more heightened in the situation. Instead of de-escalating, you're escalating. You came to the scene. You came to the scene to try to uh, de-escalate a situation. You see somebody wield a knife towards another person. Mm -hmm. Regardless if they're the person who called you or not, did you just really? 
I have to take the shot. Yeah. I have to take the shot. It's justifiable to take the shot. In my my opinion, my opinion, my assessment of the situation is my I have to take that shot. If I don't, this person dies. That's on me. That's not on you. Not a bystander or anything like that. That's on me. I was here. I was present as a law officer, whatever the case may be. I'm here for public safety. They did their job in that situation, no? I believe they did. I, 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 the, the irony of the two. The irony, is, the irony is that. The irony is that. But they did. There was there's, there's people saying that he did say blue lives matter. Did he cross the line by saying that? Does he does he does he need to be reprimanded for that? Yes. And does action need to be made to be made to ensure that that doesn't happen again? Does he get fired? Does he get held to charges? These these are the questions. I mean, that's that's an extreme situation, though. That's extreme. Okay. His it's like going back to the Bill Cosby thing. Mm-hmm. We know what Bill Cosby has done for the community. Mm-hmm. What he's done behind closed doors, we weren't there. We didn't witness. We just only heard the testimonies of other people. Right. Should we still watch Bill Cosby? Should we watch the Cosby? The uh, what is that? Uh, Cosby Show. The, the Fat Albert, Girl, Fat Albert, uh, Different World, I, all of that. I Spy. <laughs> I, right, I Spy. Uh, there, was, uh, there was another show on PBS. I can't think of it right now. Um, but it did. He did do a spinoff of the Cosby Show after that. Right. Years later, you know what I'm saying. He did but do that. It's kind of the same perspective. Mm-hmm. The person should be reprimanded. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget what the person did, though. True. We have a tendency to be like, yeah, but fuck that. He did this, though. Mm-hmm. So all of that history was erased because of this. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I have to I have to admit, you're caught in your emotions on that situation. I have to admit, you're, you're caught in your emotions in that situation. You don't, you don't know the full picture that you're you're dealing with. You're given a perspective. Your perspective was swayed one way or the other. And nowadays, with this fucking, uh, what do you call that? Um, algorithm. Mm-hmm. That picks up on everything that you watch, everything that you like, everything that you dislike, and your comments on what you you post and everything like that. You don't think that has a something to do playing with your 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 train of thought? Absolutely. One way yes. or the other. Call, 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 call you a job that you're interviewing for. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm. I'm telling you from a little, little, little bit of experience on this situation. Mm-hmm. I started being more open-minded to the other point of view when I realized that my point of view was easily accessible. Yeah. 
anything that I thought of, it was right there in front of me. Right. When I started thinking, well, that's one point of view. Mm-hmm. What's the other side thinking? This is when, I'll say when Trump was in office, mm-hmm. a lot of that came up. I get our point of view. I live it. Right. I live it. I understand it. We're there. We understand we're eye to eye on this on this situation. But I want to understand the other point of view too. True. I want to understand those people too. I have we have friends that that believe in and their point of views of the president, the ex president. And I have to understand that point of view just to get a perspective of the persons that I deal with. I've lost friends because of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And specifically Jacksonville. Yeah. That's pro-Trump country. Pro-Trump country, right? Specifically. (laughs) And and the, the, the hard part is is their minority as well. The hard part is their minority as well. But their point of view is different from mine. Right. They were raised in Jacksonville. I was raised in New York. Mm-hmm. Our lenses are different. Like you can't wear my glasses. Right. I can't wear yours. True. But I could try to understand your per, your your point of view, your perspective. I could try to do that. Right. I could try to do that. And that, that that's the least the least that I could do. I, I think I think with with all of us, even with even with me myself, I think that's the issue that we have. Is we have a mentality now. It's it's not okay if someone thinks opposite of us. You know what I'm saying? It's either you conform to my way of thinking and so we can be friends or we're not friends at all, which is the one way of doing things because things are different. Different opinions make the world go round. I'll break it down into sports because that's your thing also. Yep. My My team has been the Yankees for a long time. Yours has been the Mets for years. For years. We both suck right now. We both suck right now. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> they, just, they just finished battling the Braves. I don't know if they won or not. Um, and I had a co-worker bring it up to me, and I was just like, I didn't even know they were here. I would have bought tickets. Um, I wasn't expecting them anyway. Uh, but my point is, regardless of the teams that we associate ourselves with, we still, outside of that, there's other areas that we connect with. Right. You may not agree on that. Oh, that's your team. That's your team. I mean, right. my perspective sport-wise, yo, anything New York, that's me right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's me right there. I don't care. I, I'll watch a Rangers game. I'll watch an Islanders game. I'll watch Yankees game, Mets game, Knicks game, fucking uh, Nets game. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what, did we cover everything? Yeah. Islanders. <laughs> Jets and Giants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jets and Giants. But my point is, 
I don't have to disconnect with another person because their point of view is not like mine. If I wanted some a carbon copy of myself, yeah. I would get a clone, to be honest with you. True. I like the difference of that. That gives me a different insight on of something that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I don't want that carbon copy. I don't want that. You you remember the paper that we had back in the day? We didn't have regular printers. We had that carbon copy paper. We put it in there, kind of press it together, and then you get your copy. But there was a carbon paper that made that happen. True. Remember that. I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? If it's kind of like growing up had I take my parent took my parents point of view on everything I would be like my parents I can only adopt what they've given me into my life mm-hmm. make it a part of me exactly and try to build off of what they taught me take something exactly. away that doesn't really apply to now doesn't apply to the now. I can't take nothing away from them. They did the best they could. Absolutely. The best, the best they could. This is. I'm here. I'm almost 45 years old. Uh, uh, halfway to 50. About to do it. Half a century old. Half a century. We, we, almost, <laughs> we, we are almost at 50, brother. It's, like, it's, it's scary thought. We just said we just, we just graduated from high school. I'm just accepting my I'm just accepting my grades. <laughs> it's some bullshit. I said if I lose my hair, so be it. I'll go bald. I'm gonna fuck with my beard. <laughs> exactly. Uh, listen, I learned to embrace my baldness. I haven't fully gone bald yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah. But before before we end the podcast, I want to mention some uh, mention something that happened on Wednesday up in New York. A shooting at um, a stop and shop with um, Gabriel Dewitt Wilson. He shot, up, he, shot, he shot up three people. I uh, went up to the manager's office and shot three people, killed the manager, things like that. Um, this is where I commend good police work because he was able to go, go, was able to live to go see an arraignment, which is pretty much cut and dry. He's going, he's going to go to the big house for a long time. Right. And the way, uh, shout out to the Garden City Police, that's kind of police and his apprehension over on Terrace Avenue on Wednesday. It looked look like a damn movie out there, and things like that. Give a shout out. I really, I really give police officers shout outs, but you know the way they handled the situation, which with, with somebody who was on the dangerous. This is, you know, this is how you're supposed to handle situations instead of reaching for your gun and blowing somebody's head off for no reason. You know, shout out to them. I really, I really give them shout outs, but I'm gonna give them a shout out today. In, in, in the interest of fairness, I'm gonna do that. Okay. All right, so bro, what, what, what do you got to say We're about the wrap up? What do you got to say about the I mean, I didn't, I didn't know the full story on the situation, but that sounds like a, a good ending on both counts. A good ending on uh, uh, closure for the family. Mm-hmm. A good ending for the the police officers getting home safe to their family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is rare to see see those situations play out the way. They that situation played out um, across the country. We've probably seen other variations of that situation mm-hmm. not play out so uh, so well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, kind of proud of the fucking NASA police department right now. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, because yeah, you should, uh, mind you, <laughs> you and I both are not two not the biggest <laughs> like, fans. <laughs> I'm proud of the actions of these officers. Maybe, maybe we have um, some more thinkers on the force, and maybe some changes were made to implement some type of change as far as that's concerned. Uh, a brief. I'm gonna throw a brief uh, segue in there. And this is my opinion on the situation. Those who are pro-life, if you're pro-life, then the death penalty should be out the window, especially in these situations where you have somebody who killed multiple people and has to be sentenced. The reason why I say this is because if you're going to kill him, however you decide to do it, the lives of the other people that he killed, how is that atoned? Where's the atonement in that? There is no atonement in that. You have the person live out the rest of their days thinking about the situation that they caused. I would do everything in my power to make that person live to realize what they've done, what they've taken away from somebody else. As opposed to killing them, does that really give you justification? Does that really give you satisfaction in this situation? I've thought about this many a times. Many a times because of the situation, some situations that I've I put myself in and situations that other people have put me in and I had to think about it. Taking a life is too easy. Is it is too easy in this situation, but to suffer is to learn. To suffer is to learn, to have regret, to have remorse, to have hum humility. To, to 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 eventually get to a state where you understand and, and have clarity in situation. True. To take somebody's life. Mm-hmm. That's almost like the Riddler and fucking Batman. If you kill him, he ain't gonna learn nothing. Right. It's true. Stop dealing off emotions. Right. The Black Lives Matter movement is cool. I get it. I understand it. I back it. But no one right is right and wrong is wrong. No one right is right and wrong is wrong. I think that I think that's been a big issue with everything, every move we've made over the past recent decade is that we lost the ability to decipher right and wrong. Right. Right and wrong. There's no there's no um there's no there's no subjectivity when it comes to right and wrong. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there's no subjectivity with right and wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong, you said my brother. And we gotta and people gotta learn how to learn that 
all across the board, whether it's military, military, whether it's police department, whether it's civilians on the street, us, us as citizens, our, our government officials, we got to know right from right, from right, wrong from wrong, period. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, is there any any final words you like to say before we end the podcast? My final word is... My final word is... Um, nothing is finalized. Nothing is finalized. Nothing is set in stone. Thanks. Nothing. Um, we're waiting for this verdict as far as the sentencing is concerned uh, to have closure in the George Floyd situation. Once we have the, the closure in that situation, I can I can actually rest in that situation knowing that justice was served. But until that, I can't cheer and I can't I can't be a part of that right now at this moment because we've seen it too many times where it goes in a different direction or they get less than what was expected in this situation. So at this current moment, I'm just going to wait for the verdict, the sentencing. The The verdict was given. We understand he's guilty. He said he was guilty, but we're going to wait for the sentencing and see how that plays out because that plays a key into how things are moving forward and how we react as a people. Um, I do believe that Joe Biden reached out to the family uh, of the victim and extended his his embrace, um, his condolences uh, as far as him not being able to, to be there in person. Um, that was big of him, and I'm I'm glad to see the uh, yeah. the compassion, okay. the compassion of the president at, the, at this current moment, and being attuned to what's going on because he wasn't just privy in uh, this case; he was also privy in the other cases that uh, we talked about earlier. He, gotcha. So he was briefed on those situation and uh, was involved in his way as far as those situations concerned. If we have somebody in high office that's willing to be a part of the people and understand mm-hmm. how the people are reacting and how things are supposed to be, at least have a weighed scale on the situation, then there wouldn't be as much uprising as there is there wouldn't be a disgust with the government there wouldn't be a disgust with the police officers there would be more of a trust and we could actually move forward in this situation as a people as as minorities we we deserve better at this point we deserve better um it's unclear whether or not we'll get, ever get repara- reparations for the 400 years or, or the mistreatment in, in uh, these altercations and such like that. But 
at least we could have a, a dialogue or we could have courtesy. Courtesy and integrity to walk amongst each other and understand our actions will be will be uh, dealt yeah, with good. dealt with accordingly. They will be dealt with accordingly gotcha. in these situations. Gotcha. That's my final thought. Is your man Joey G? My final thought is, you know, everybody got everyone's teary-eyed about the verdict. You got a good guilty verdict. People are wishing, who's worried about the wrong outcome of this case. We got the right outcome for this case. But keep in mind one thing, ladies and gentlemen, like I said earlier in the podcast, there's still a sentencing that's in the hands of that judge. You know what I'm saying? Is this a step in the right direction? Yes. But it's not, it's not, we, we can't look, we can't look for, we can't look for victories for small battles. We got to look for victories in the war, the final victory. Right. And it's just a step in the right direction. Um, holding bad police officers accountable. Bad police officers. And I, and I, and I quote that, I preface that as saying bad police officers accountable for their actions. Right. And we as a people got to understand that um, we can't go up and act, we can't, we can't go up and act like a fool because we felt we had this small victory towards police officers. Everyone across the board deserves respect, yeah. treated with courtesy, and we're always supposed to act with integrity around right. each other, like, like Joey G said. So, if we can't, if, we, if we're not unable to do that, we'll, we'll still be in the same circle mm-hmm. all over and over again. And that's the, we have to break that circle once and for all. So we can all move on and have a peace, live a peaceful life. We still got COVID nineteen to still battle. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't be fight, we shouldn't be fighting. We shouldn't be dealing with this bullshit. We should be coming together to, to eradicate this pandemic because of our because of our, it's a distraction because 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 of our division. They're gonna force a vaccine on us because of our division mm-hmm. to create more division. Yeah, divide and you conquer. That's exactly done been done over and over again exactly so these are my final words i want to give a shout out to new york knicks winning the ninth straight in a row i will promise you guys an episode strictly on the new york knicks and the new york mets beginnings i mean new york mets beginnings and the new york knicks uh nine game winning streak we'll give a shout out to the new york knicks about that i will hit you guys with a recorded podcast within the week absolutely we got your team with that new york knicks cap definitely and um, there was a question I posted on on Instagram late last night um, in regards to your retirement. When when you reach your retirement age, what type of life do you want to have? Do you want to have your best life, a comfortable life, or a life that in which you still have to work? That's a beautiful question that we need to. I love to love love for you guys to answer for me. Feel free to um, feel free to answer that question whenever you feel like it. Uh, you reach me, reach me. You can listen to the podcast on um, Watch the Podcast on YouTube. It'll be posted later on. Listen, you can listen to audio on Joji Radio, Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, and 
and soon uh, soon be on more platforms as well. It's your man, Big Dom, signing off. My brother, Joey G, on the for this podcast. I'll see you guys next week on the live. Peace. Thank you.